Welcome to the C-Cup podcast, brought to you by the BJA. Welcome to the C-Cup podcast. My name is Eleanor Carter, trainee editor of C-Cup, and today I'm joined by Dr. Vishal Patil, consultant anaesthetist at Cambridge University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust and the quality and safety lead for adult intensive care and perioptive services. Welcome, Dr. Patil. Thank you, Eleanor. Thank you for having me. So today we will be discussing Dr. Patil's article from the October print edition of C-Cup, Never Events, an Anaesthetic Perspective. The article defines never events, examines their place in current health policy and describes a particular relevance in the perioperative setting. The topic is particularly pertinent as never events can drive changes in healthcare practice and also lead to improvements in patient safety. During the podcast today, we will review the main points of the article and discuss what practical steps can be taken to minimise perioperative never events. To start off with today, we'll discuss the origins and meanings of the term never event. So Dr Patil, could you define for me what exactly is meant by a never event in the healthcare environment? Never events are not an abstract concept. They are unambiguous, they're serious, they're preventable. And could you describe for me the five criteria that incidents must fulfil to be considered a never event? For an incident to be classified as a never event, the incident has to be a known source of risk, either through reports to the National Reporting and Learning Service or other serious incident reporting systems. There has to be existing national guidance, safety recommendations, or both on how the event can be prevented and also support for implementation of the relevant preventive measures. The event has to be preventable if the national guidelines or safety recommendations or both are implemented. Occurrence of the never event should be easily identified, defined and measured on an ongoing basis. And finally, the incident may or may not result in severe harm or death. For some never events, the incident does not have to be associated with such extreme outcome. For example, a retained instrument or a wrong intraocular lens implant may not cause severe harm or death, but is nevertheless a never event. As you describe in your article, the term never event was first introduced in reference to patient safety incidents by Ken Kaiser, former CEO of the American National Quality Forum in 2001. The UK first introduced the Never Events policy in 2008 after the publication of Lord Darcy's report, High Quality Care for All, NHS Next Stage Review. It began with a list of eight Never Events, which was then expanded in 2011 to 25 Never Events. Many of the Department of Health Never Events are centred around acute care and as such, 19 of the 25 are directly relevant to anaesthetists, as described in Table 1 of your article. I was particularly interested to read in your article uh, that your institution has adopted a, a checking system to reduce the risk of one of these particular never events, the risk of a retained guide wire following invasive line insertion. Could you describe this process for me? Apart from looking at standardising, rationalising our practice in terms of documentation and equipment, we have looked at design features of the guide wire and currently have a double checking system where the operating department practitioner witnesses and documents the removal of the guide wire along with the anaesthetist. This is particularly important in uh, my area of practice in liver transplantation where patients routinely have uh, four central lines inserted. I'm really interested to, to hear that because as you say it's something that perhaps we're not fully aware of in anaesthetics and 
In the most recent NERA event report from 2013-2014, there are still many reports in there of retained guidewires. So do you think we've reached a point where some sort of national checking process should be defined? Uh, a national standard that defines a minimum data set for documentation of the central line insertion procedure, which includes documentation of witness to removal of guidewire, would be quite useful in my opinion. And which of the other NEVER events have led to changes in anaesthetic procedures or practice that you think have, have led to increases in patient safety? Examples of other NEVER events that have led to changes in practice include the use of a guard on air flow meters to prevent accidental delivery of air instead of oxygen to patients in the ward setting. Other examples are events described as midazolam overdose and opioid overdose in opioid-naive patients. There has been multidisciplinary input in increasing awareness and education by anesthetists of colleagues who routinely practice sedation. More importantly, it is the proactive methods of clinical area safety assessments and gap analysis to identify potential shortcomings that have been key drivers in improving patient safety. Clearly, despite this in increased focus on patient safety, never events are, are still incurring at, at present. So in the final section of this podcast, we will discuss a bit more about what factors contribute to this and the actions that should be taken after a never event. So could you just summarise for me what actions should be taken should a never event occur? After a never event has occurred, there should be an attempt at immediate restitution of harm to the patient reporting the incident through the hospital's own risk management system, onward reporting to the clinical commissioning group and NHS England, communication with the patient, carers, relatives, in line with the being open policy, undertaking a root cause analysis, implementing and sharing the lessons learned, including any procedural changes after the root cause analysis. And in your article, you cite a report from the Clinical Human Factors Group, which considers the human factors that contribute, particularly in that, that case, to wrong site surgery. Could you explain the behavioural biases that may increase the chances of a never event occurring? Various cognitive biases can lead to perceptual distortion, inaccurate judgment or illogical interpretation. Confirmation bias is the psychological tendency to confirm an impression despite the facts. Case reports of wrong site surgery, which are initiated by positioning the patient, provision of anesthesia, or preparing the operative site, and are then perpetuated by confirmation bias, are published in literature. Confirmation bias has been known to be strong enough to override the formal timeout process, which is designed to stop this never event. This on the background of optimism bias, which is the mistaken belief that one's chances of experiencing a negative event are lower or a positive event higher than that of one's peers, means that mistakes and errors are a part of human nature for both novice and experts alike. They are to be expected and in some instances can be predicted. Overall, do you think there's been increased awareness and implementation of patient safety initiatives and awareness of human factors since the first list of um, Department of Health NEVER events in 2008? Uh, NEVER events, uh, high profile though they may be, are only a component of the overall patient safety picture. The erstwhile National Patient Safety Agency, before its role was subsumed by NHS England, launched Patient Safety First in 2008. And sought to embed patient safety through cultural change and not through setting of targets. It launched a number of interventions ranging from leadership for safety, 
reducing harm from deteriorating patients, reducing central line-associated bloodstream infections, reducing surgical site infections, and the WHO surgical safety checklist, and reducing harm from high-risk medications. Over time, anesthetists worldwide have established their credentials as natural leaders in all matters related to safety and quality. And I would commend the Safe Anesthesia Liaison Group for highlighting potential or existing patient safety issues which fall within the anesthesia care pathway. So the short answer to your question would be yes. There has been an increased awareness of implementation and patient safety initiatives in the last few years. And I suppose, as always in this area, there's there's clearly always room for improvement and we should strive to keep Im- improving patient safety in our, our area of practice. So I'll bring the podcast to a close now. Thank you very much for your interesting and informed contribution today, Dr. Patil. Today we've discussed this you know, interesting and topical article on Never Events. It's published in the October print edition of CCUP. We've discussed this topic in the context of the, the wider topic of patient safety with a particular focus on the areas relevant to anaesthesia. Listeners should read the full article because there's far more information there and discussion of the many more never events that are directly relevant to anaesthesia. So all it leads me to say is, is thank you very much, Dr. Patil. Thanks very much, Eleanor. Thank you. And goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Seacup podcast. 